Yo, Mike, check, Mike, check. One, two, one, two. And it's like that. And you don't stop. Welcome, you guys, to the first episode of Jay and Rome Presents Hip Hop Veterans. This show is made by two veterans of the Air Force that has come together to talk hip hop and where it's been, where it's going, where it is right now. But, you know, we want to have some fun with this. Appreciate you guys listening to us on this first episode not you know without further ado as i always like to say on two cents shout out to you know my crew with the two cents you know sugar booger deacon balls and roberto excuse that burp i have to edit that shit out later but it's all good but we in here i got uh to my left i got jay jay philly right here man what's going on what's going on man yeah and we got special guests in the building on the couch lounging like a true player supposed to do got my man troy gmo over here grimo he grinding yeah dig so you know we are just about to get into some real hip-hop conversation and we want to start off with kanye west's best albums now for those of you don't know kanye just recently said that he's no longer doing secular music and he has a Christian, well, I don't know what, I don't know if you want to call it a Christian album, but he has a gospel album out entitled Jesus is King. So, Jay, what do you think about Jesus is King? Let me start off by saying I'm probably one of the best, or not best, but the biggest Kanye West fan, like you know. Yep. Right. So, going from the beginning to where he's at now, I can see it, because... You know, one of his main singles was Jesus Walks, right? Yeah. So it's like a full circle type of thing to where now he's just doing gospel music. So I can see it. I dig it. It's short. Very short. I mean, number five minutes long. He got he got um, 10 commercials. Right. On <laughs> for for record. Right, right. But I've also seen a lot of YouTube videos and stuff of like people listening to and reacting to the album. And I see a lot. Like, it's kind of like a different vibe, man. Like, I see more younger people vibing to his music with their parents which is kind of a cool idea you know yeah my mom ain't gonna listen to it though i think i talked to my brother and she's like i'm not gonna listen to it you know i guess it's like a different it's not she's not ready for that my mom comes from a different time frame of being a christian you know a christian baptist woman so but so i imagine women like herself and people from her era are not won't listen to um kanye west but i mean whatever followers you can get i mean a lot of people didn't listen to kirk franklin when he first came out so right you can look kind of look at it like that but i mean from what i heard it sounds pretty good man you know i uh, i've always been a big kanye west supporter i haven't bought a kanye west album since graduation though i will say that because i got apple music and people burn your cds and stuff like that so right that's that's pretty much why that hasn't happened but now i can say that you know uh, any, anything he comes out with i always support like the change but it's just a different feel from like those first those first three albums just the way like the samples are being cut and maybe it's for the better though you know what i'm saying evolution is inevitable mm-hmm. uh, you know we discussed that earlier when we was at the bar talking about you know people trying to do the same shit doing the same lane that they were doing when they first came in you're not able to talk about the same shit because you ain't the same person right um no, I can I can take it back in the day, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Like when he came out, you could tell like the talent level was above everybody else. But also he had his own lane. Right. So like his not demeanor, but like the way he presented himself was away from like the thug, 
like you know guns drugs type yeah, of music polo the polo Back, backpack music right so I remember hey, when I hey, met my polo. wife and she met me like and I went out with her a couple times to the clubs and stuff she thought I was dressing like Mr. Rogers right <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the Kanye West vibe right yeah which was way away from like the jerseys the you know the fits yeah. and, and stuff like that so I could see him always being kind of a like a trend setter, you know? Yeah, he always was. Yeah, I think he was always a, a trend setter when it came to fashion, for sure. And even in the the art of um, musicianship, and especially sampling, I like, again, he changed the game the way that hip-hop was was being sampled. You know, sped-up samples were, were heavily heavily used. Not to say that Just Blaze didn't have a sped-up sample either, because of what he did for They Don't Know for Jay-Z, but that's, sped up, that's a sped-up sample. He's got a few of them that you know that he's done, but Kanye was definitely one of the individuals in music at the time, especially in, pro- in production, that got so much, so mu- so much um, praise for for how he used the sam- sampling. And I, I, which brings us to the 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 issue at hand, Kanye West's best albums. I want I want to know. What do you feel like is Kanye West's best albums? Maybe like in chronological order, if you can, or ranking, or however you want to do it. Because yeah. you've been a fan like just as much as I've been a fan. Looking at the the albums, what would you say from top to bottom? Be- his best to his least best. I'm not because I don't I don't look at Kanye West as having like a worst album. So, right. what would be the least best? I don't know, I'll probably say because just when they dropped, it was like different time frames of me being active duty military so college dropout first time being away from my family that was like something like i was used to like southern hip-hop and and rap like that you know so when i heard like i picked up kanye west i didn't even know who he was to be honest man i knew jay-z nas the big new york names and stuff like that but like going to i remember it was i don't even think it was the bx man i think it was like the bookstore off of the bx in turkey yeah and uh, i saw this the album cover like the dude with the bear you know i'm like man let me check this out rockefeller that's probably probably dope you know and i listened to it and i'm like oh my you know and this dude is like from top to bottom game changer oh, right yeah. so classic album you got to go with this first one college dropout first album you got is college dropout okay and well, well i guess i'll find out what's your least favorite least by- favorite I would say probably the one before Jesus is King. Yeah. <laughs> Seven He's songs. He's talking about Magnum, it's days, girls. <laughs> right. Love it was like just all over the place. It wasn't yeah. like really an album. It was more like it just let me get seven and songs out. The album was five minutes long. Right. Like I said, he's putting out commercials these days. Yeah. Kanye West, he put out a uh, what a gospel commercial with the <laughs> with the Jesus is King album. Right. It was only ten minutes long, and then he puts out oh right. that well he put that one out, but before that he put the the Yay album out. But I would say with the Jesus is King concept, like a lot of people will say, hey man, he's just using you know the the religion aspect to get more fans. Because he was kind of down and out, you know? Maybe so. That's when you're supposed to turn to God. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, to me, I'm like, man, it's kind of dope because I can listen to it with my kids. You know, I'm driving with my kids, listening to these songs. And it's like, nothing is like bad about any of the songs, you know? There's no sex, drugs, any of that stuff. Like, you know, my my daughter is four and she's singing, you're my Chick-fil-A, you know? And I'm like, man, that's... (laughs) It's pretty dope. You know, it's corny, Yeah. but I'm getting older and I don't want my daughters to be out 
shaking it and getting out in the clubs and stuff like that. I hate to tell you this, but it's gonna happen. It's going to happen. Right. And I think that's where Kanye West is at right now. Like he's got daughters and he knows how he was back in the day. So he's like, man. Yep, it this, this is gonna go full circle to me, man. Cause even Nas came out with that daughter song, you know. Yep, but look who their mother is. Nothing against Kim, right? You know, and it's just a very free, it's a very free running family they got going over there. There's no, it's inevitable. I mean, my daughter's 15. I don't even want to think about stuff. No one that, wants to think you about know, that, especially but, as a man, cause you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. You know? Cause I know for sure I was I started as early as. 11 and 12 being um corrupted when it came to like like when it came to women and shit like that right and but i want to get off topic with that kanye west best albums and it goes as follows for me for romy mac of two cents and now jay and rome presents hip-hop veterans my kanye west ranking goes as follows number one i would have to give it to yes College Dropout. College Dropout is probably the best of uh, the best to me just for nostalgia. The fact that I was in basic training when that came out and get ready to start my life as a Air Force, um, an Air Force guy. Second, I'm going to go with my beautiful Dark Fantasy, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Third, Late Registration. After Late Registration, then comes Graduation. After Graduation, then comes Jesus, and then everything else is just, I would put everything else in a tie. The Life of Pablo, Yay, and Jesus is King. They all fall. Oh, I forgot 808s and Heartbreaks. So 808s and Heartbreaks goes after Jesus, or no, before Jesus. So here we go. Roman Max ranking of Kanye West goes College Dropout, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Late Registration, Graduation, 808s and Heartbreaks, Jesus, Life of Pablo, Yay and yay or ye, whatever the hell he's trying to spell in that shit. And then Jesus is King. That's that's what I got. Yeah. So what, what was your official category for for the? So I think it pretty much goes in order, man. His first four, classic. After that, eight oh eight and heartbreaks was like. Yeah, eight oh eight and heartbreak is four. That's four. Yeah. So the first three. Yeah. So, right. Well, no, four, right? Because you went college dropout. Late registration, graduation, yeah, graduation, and then 808s. The heartbreak. No, the dark twisted fantasy. No, no, no. Was that four. was 2010. Okay, so after 808s. Yeah. Right. Okay, so scratch 808s, dark twisted, then 808s, then the rest, man. Like we're kind of like I think he was probably just added. I don't know. Like it wasn't to me. It wasn't Kanye, man. After that. Yeah, I I it don't more feel like, the, like you know what I, I'm saying. I feel like he sh- he makes different show. He, he shows up once in a while. Like he'll have one or two tracks on an album like of those albums that'll have you thinking oh man yeah it's coming back right and then it turns into yeah i would i really wasn't feeling you know i really wasn't feeling that track you know what i'm saying and like for me like feeling that whole album i'm not able to play life of pablo in entirety i'm not able to play yay in entirety and that album is only eight minutes long and then jesus is king like i like i can respect where he's moving with it i look for i thought that Jesus King was going to be like the Sunday services song, like with the choirs singing stuff that, you know, we've heard. And it's like the gospel version of that, like how they did. However, do you want me? My soul, you know, soul to soul back to life. That was nasty. I like how they did that. I thought that was going to be the album like such. But I mean, it's still a still still a decent album um, to, to me. 
but yeah, that's I'm sure Ye would appreciate us talking about his albums. He'd be very arrogant. Uh, they were he was they were just laughing at him because he said he was running for office in 2024, mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't know what y'all think is funny. <laughs> He's thinking about changing his name legally to some some long shit or something like that. Yeah, man, we know he's talking about music. Kanye plays a big part of our adult adulthood, but we we'll to talk about music going into like childhood, like growing up. You know, like before we even aired the show, we were just talking about the different producers, like with Tim Timberland and for like Pharrell. And just growing up with that that music that you know Tim, you know Tim and Bob even right. from our yeah from the Air Force times. But I mean, you got like a couple, a couple years on me. But for the most part, my ear from our ear, we have the same, roughly the same ear for music when it comes when it comes to that. So I wanted to look back to like when I first started. Like I'm trying to remember my first rap record that I probably remember hearing. It probably was MC Hammer. And you can't touch this. And I was in Cuba as a Navy brat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I'm just thinking about like child, like again, if I had to do top five child, like I want an artist from top top five hip hop artists from childhood. Like your all time five. Yeah, all yeah, my all time five. Y'all gonna have to yeah, <laughs> you have to brace yourselves for right. what you're about to hear, and because you gotta understand, I grew up in a house that really wasn't allowed to play right much much uh, hip hop with cussing in it. Right, and I so, started off. I'll, I'll take my premise. Yeah. Before hip hop, I was more of a, like alternative. Yeah. Type, like Nirvana. Yeah. And I tried to oh. skate, and I couldn't skate to save my life. And then I started getting into <laughs> hooping, man. And then my little brother was more into hip hop, and we used to get these cassette like VHS tapes, right? Yeah. Like a subscription or whatever, and they would send us stuff. And like my brother would get the hip hop stuff, I get like the alternative. And mm-hmm. it got like, how can I even try to do anything like hooping? It's not like a rhythm type of thing you know right and like i started more gravitating towards his music because it was like snoop and dre and i'm like man this stuff is way more better than like what i'm listening to you know it's a vibe so that's what i'm saying so i think probably with your top five it's probably a vibe of your life yeah top five all right and we're going on top five from top five artists from uh from childhood on until graduation my number one artist will smith will smith is the only one that i could play in the house no problem (laughs) (laughs) two would probably be jay-z because i just identified the most with with him next would be it would be will smith jay-z dmx um who else did i listen to a lot this is your top five yeah, this is top five from so childhood. Jay-Z, DMX, Will Smith. And we gotta go back to like, yeah, when I was like a toddler and shit. Not, yeah, toddler like in Cuba. So, yeah, it would be Will Smith. Yeah, it has to be, <laughs> yeah, Will Smith, Jay-Z, DMX, MC Hammer. Be the last one, man. I don't know. I'm trying to think who that, who that last spot be. Just based off of childhood alone, like as far as what I was influenced by. I'm not able to call Tim. I wouldn't say Timberland because Timberland didn't rap. Oh, Snoop. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, that that was my influence, like what I listened to growing up. Like, That's not it. I would be you now. I say Snoop because let me give you. I'm gonna give the back the backstory and everybody and why they're being chosen in the top five. Will Smith was the only one I could play in the house, and I played him a lot between the Fresh Prince Days Home Base with Summertime on it. I, I played that as a kid, and this this boy is smooth and ring my bell. All that yeah. on that you hit me, you hit you saw my blinker, blinker. bitch. Yep. That was the first time we cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when he came back out as I you know Will Smith, he started using his like his real name, 
and and then like Miami, you know, with the Big Willie style al- album, like I remember Chasing Forever, Chasing Forever used that Stevie Wonder sample. It was Ribbon in the Sky. They used they sampled that for for that joint. And I just uh, I, I fell in love with that album with uh, yeah, Chasing Forever, the joint with Camp Low. Uh, what the hell is it called? I know it's like Yes Yes Y'all. That's the name of that. And then Willennium. Willennium was all right. It was like, I got to hear DJ, I got to hear Jazzy Jeff do scratches because I always wanted to be a DJ, just like my father did. But I wanted to be like a, like a turn, like the turntables. I, I actually fucked up my turntable that my, that my father brought me on my stereo because I wanted to be like Grandmaster Flash and Jam Master J when I was a little kid. And like I would take, uh, yeah, I took new, the new edition record, um, Cool It Now, or it was either Cool It Now, or it was The Boys, Messages From The Boys, and I tried to scratch and mix on that thing, and that it, that was made for playing, it wasn't made for to be like doing scratching and mixing, you know what I'm saying? Right. But anyway, Will, Will Smith, that was the only one I could play, you know, that was kind of like, my. it was like my guy was like, okay, I can play this stuff while I'm playing like the video game, and, stuff like that. I mean, I could engage in the, the hip-hop conversations with everybody else that what they were able to play mm-hmm. at, at their houses and stuff like that or in school, but that shit didn't get no, you know, couldn't get played loud at my house unless my mom, well, like, unless it was just me and my dad. My dad would let me, my mom wouldn't. And, you know, that I said, Will Smith, of course, Jay-Z, my best friend, Takara, she was really big on, still is to this day, really big on Jay-Z. And she was the one that kind of put me on to Jay-Z. Like, I think the first, I remember riding around with with her and she put on Reasonable Doubt. And we would just play that all the time. And then a good friend of mine who um, passed away a few years ago, rest in, rest in peace, Mac, man, you know what I'm saying? He, I, I remember riding with Mac when he first got his license. I didn't have my license and he was, he was playing volume one in my lifetime. And I remember hearing Imaginary Player and I was hooked. Like I, was, like, I thought this was just one of the dopest samples to just to flow over, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Angela Wimbush. This is a Renee and Angela sample called Imaginary Playmates. And that's what they, you know, the, the sample that was used for that one. And, and you know, Jay, I just thought, I mean, Jay was like the popular guy at the time, you know? It's almost like if you, if you were in high school around 2010, you thought Wayne was the shit. Jay was like, for, for us, like, going in from middle school to the transition into high school big pimping had just came out and then you know the h to the izzo and then the you know the whole jay-z nas beef all of that though these are these are high school memories for me so jay would definitely was definitely you know be like the you know the number two spot with with that for me dmx let me tell you i when I first heard DMX on, I believe it was Money, Power, Respect. That was the first time I heard him. No, no, no. Take it back. The first time I heard him was on LL Cool J's 4321. Yeah, that joint. When I, when I heard him on that, ski mask for baby. Yeah, that that's the first time I heard DMX. I was just in love with his voice. And then when I saw him on Money, Power, Respect with the locks and Lil' Kim, I was like, I love this dude, man. And then he came out. I remember hearing the sample for Get At Me, Dog. And I was like, when is this album coming out, man? I got to, you know, I got to have it. Like, a lot of people, a lot of people really like Rough Riders Anthem. I hate hearing the original Rough Riders Anthem. I'm going to tell you that right now. I do not fuck with 
the <laughs> I do not fuck with the original version of the Rough Riders anthem. Like if it's playing on the CD, I let it play, and I mean obviously I know the words to it. But the remix blows it out the water. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Starts off with Drag On, who you never heard before, and it's coming from the Rex. I mean I said Rex Riders from the Rough Rider crew, and I just I just fell in I just fell in love with that first album, man. It's dark and hell is hot, like. DMX was just I wanted to be DMX I had a chain a choke chain just like him because that's how much I love I love DMX and what did I say I said Will I said Will J DMX who the fuck did I have fourth I said Hammer that's right I have to give credit to Hammer because that's the first that was the first artist I think it was the first rap artist I heard when I was a kid like when I was a kid like um growing up in like I said growing up in Cuba listening to hip-hop that was played at parties and stuff like that of course you know can't touch this like wearing that the hell out then and that's the you know that's really really the reason i mean i was really big for hammer like too legit to quit all of that i'm trying to dance like like hammer hammer pants all of that shit and then the last one snoop dog snoop dog let me tell you why snoop doggy dog if we want to be real, that's when I knew him. That's what name he was using. Snoop Doggy Dog was, uh, <laughs> I remember hearing like MTV, whenever they were making an announcement, whether he got arrested or uh, his album or something about the album. Like, uh, you know, West Coast rapper Snoop Doggy Dog did so, such and such, you know what I'm saying? And I, Doggy Style, my father, he let me listen to that at eight years old. I was young as hell and i'm outside cursing i know every lyric to this album you know what i'm saying like especially it ain't no fun my dad thought it was funny that song it ain't no fun you know like just the stuff that nate was saying he's singing about some foul shit done to done to women and looking back in hindsight you know i guess you could say that it was uh, misogynistic and and all that stuff but that's what they did that's how that's how bad the music was back then, you know, and the, it ain't no fun that the homies can't have have none. That's the song that I wanted to listen to because my dad liked it. I saw how he laughed at it, and I was like, I gotta know every lyric to this. And corrupt was just vicious on that on that song, but just like I knew that album from from the beginning to end, and I played. I just I just loved I just loved the way it was, like the the soul samples that that Dre had used for that album that I know now, but I mean, back as a little kid, it's just, I just thought, I just love the way it sounded. Snoop was just, it was just so cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just a cool cat. And so the reason I choose Snoop at number five is because Doggy Style was like that, that was like probably my first rap album that I was into that that had cursing in it. You know, it was a parental advisory. Mm-hmm. That was the one that I held on to. Like I wanted to play that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I would hear singles and stuff from the Chronic. I listened to nothing but a G thing or something, or maybe Dre Day, and then Let Me Ride. But other than that, I didn't, I didn't appreciate. I wasn't able to appreciate the Chronic the way that I do now. But Doggy Style, man, that was that was my that was my joint. So that's my five right there. I done ran through why did my what who's in my five, and I done ran through why they're in the top five. So right. we're talking. Will Smith, we're talking Jay Z, DMX. What the hell else did I say? Uh, MC, Hammer, MC Hammer and Snoop. and Snoop Dogg. Right. Yeah. So I gotta give it to you. I gotta go to you, Jay Philly, man. What's what's up? Jay what's Philly. your top top five? Top five right here. Who's who you got 
in your top five and why? Probably the top five is going to go with every key point in your life, pretty much. So when I first went to hip hop, man, I started listening to, I remember, because it was cussing, man. So anything that cussed, my parents really didn't like. So like Two Live Crew was like one of the first cassette tapes I had. And I remember having to like go outside in the patio, man, and listen to it, you know? And I Ooh. chilled underneath the painting table. <laughs> with, a little, with a little radio and I would listen to it, man. I'm like, man, this is so good, you know? But that's like the Miami flavor type thing, you know? Yeah. So pretty much Southern Rap was like, controlled a lot of my life. So Outkast, when I started getting a little older and really liking hip hop and understanding it, was Outkast. Like, you know, the first house party I went to was Outkast. They played it like nonstop, man, on repeat. And I'm like, dude, every song on this album is like just phenomenal, you know? And it was like, once I got into that, Outcast vibe, it was like, I pretty much spun off of all of Southern rap, so Goody Mob was the shit, man, now, you know? Who was that peeping in my window? All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna cut off your list real quick, because we talking groups, or we talking artists. That's what I'm saying, like, I, I gotta I gotta think yep. of them as, like, yep. one en entity. Well, you gonna have, if, I, if that was the case, I would've chose Outcast in mine. Uh, but uh, we going on artists, yeah, that's, that's why I chose that's, it the way that I did it. Right, but I went to, to me, when I first discovered hip hop was a group. Like, I didn't right. know what, uh, like a single artist. Right. You know, so Two Live Crew, I thought was like just, I don't, I don't know anybody from Two Live Crew. I just know the group. Oh, so you know Luke then. Luke. So you figure right. Luke, Luke is, so Luke is one of yours then. Right. You got Luke in your top five. Who would you, would you putting five. him? Is he one? Or are you just holding him there for I'm right now? I'm just holding now? him there because that right. introduced me to like hip hop. All right, cool. Like, we got Luke. We got Luke. Luke, yeah. Luke's in there. Then I would go with, if I'm taking uh, a person out of Outcast, it's Andre, man. Like Andre. Yeah, you was praying. Now you was praising. You was had a lot of praises <laughs> earlier for Big Boy. Big Boy, consistently yeah. keeps going. Like to this day, he's still making albums. So I applaud his effort to still make music <laughs> because it's hard to try to be like because you know Outcast. Yeah. What they're capable of doing. Of course, of course. And then like to come out by yourself and try to like fit in. But kind of be outcast. It's hard, man. You know. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. hard because you're gonna always judge Big Boy to outcast music. You know. And then when they started making their double CDs, you know, and even Andre got kind of like in the singing type thing. Idlewild, man. Idlewild. Idlewild album is cl is classic to this it is. day. But they've always been different, man. And to me, when I listen to Big Boy right now, I'm like, I'm a fan. So I, I just uh, appreciate him coming out with music, you know? But you pointed out like he's trying to fit into like the new era, which isn't probably where he needs to be, you know? Yeah, man. It's just the transition. So what we got right now, so we got, so I got Luke, 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 Andre, Andre 3000. Right, then, I mean, even before Luke, like I would put Luke and then crisscross but i don't know ah yeah i don't know that's don't, jermaine dupree jermaine dupree i guess you but could. i don't know the artist between those two i couldn't point out either or because it's because it's jermaine dupree jermaine, jermaine dupree right. wrote for them you right. know what i'm saying he wrote that first album so i would say entirety. jermaine dupree was like a big yeah. influence right because crisscross was two little my kids era. with a float you ain't <laughs> yeah. never heard i'm right. like man this is off the chain dude so yeah. luke and then it came crisscross and that's when I really got into hip hop. Yeah. I'm like, man. And then I started listening. Right. Of course, Will Chris Smith. Cross talking about. I missed the bus. I missed the bus. And oh, that was something that I would never, ever, ever, ever do again. again. Right. <laughs> and these are all cassettes. I'm like, man, this is this is like 
Oh, that verse, man. Right. Uh, it was play. Not I just want to say play, but I just compared him to Kid and Play. But uh, whatever, Chris Kelly, whatever the dark, the dark one. He was like, you, I was up. He was up, but he laid <laughs> back down. Figured I could chill till the time came around, and he did. He right. did for a little too long. But when I woke up, yo, the bus was going. <laughs> like, really rapping about missing the damn bus. But it's relatable when you're in that time frame. Yeah, you know exactly. The bus is my life. Like I'm catching the bus yeah. to get to school. You know, so I know if I if I miss the bus, but they that's never everybody. Like right. for that, even for them being a kid record, Jump had people moving. Man, that Jump comes on in the club right now. People will jump to mm -hmm. that damn song. Jermaine right. Dupree, he 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 had one. That was that's a that's a song that it gets. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It gets old. It got old. Which is why it was no longer, you know, they, fade, they kind of faded away or whatever. And they never got a bigger hit than Jump. But it's one of those songs that if you heard it now, you play, you know what I'm saying? It would it like, you're a rocket. Right. So, you got Luke. You got uh, Andre 3000. You got um, Jermaine Dupree right now. Right. So, But then I would even go before that time so i would go luke crisscross before andre we ain't got to your high school years yet right i mean <laughs> i'm in like the, the skate rings dude like i'm skating at astro skate which was in tarvin springs florida right right so just skating boom quad city djs all that type of music like it was kind of like a miami vibe but i know you know what i'm talking about yeah uh i'm trying to think of the song man think of you you know what i'm talking about right which one which one it's quad city djs oh yeah that goes yeah uh, you talking about ghost town djs Right. Ghost Town DJs, yeah. Quad City DJs is come on ride that train. Ghost Town was That was uh, come on ride that train, like I'm telling you, they had the so Astro skate, right? So once we hit high school it was like the cool thing to go skate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we would skate and then they had after you skated, they had the base room, right? Right. So the base room was like you paid an extra two dollars to go into this room that was just bass. But they would play that type of music in there. Right? Yeah. And that's when you're like, man. Girls are out there dancing and stuff, you know? And that was when, like, you kind of had the courage to go and try to dance with a girl, you know? Like, back in the day when we were singing. Now, I don't see that happening. Like, I don't see really a lot of, I don't know. You could probably go out in clubs more than I do down in Miami. Uh, do people dance together nowadays or what? Yeah, I guess they do. It depends. Like, but they're dancing. They're not dancing to current shit. They're dancing to, like... So they still um, the rock with old stuff. We, like, yeah, stuff that we grew up on because it's just made for grinding and shit like that. But, like, today, today's music is more like getting the girls together with their hands up, throwing it up like a, like a, like a dude and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this <laughs> right. and shit. It's more like... Yeah, but you... Yeah, there's no... Like I said, there's I no... Like I told you, the R&B is no longer exists, so you're not gonna have any of that shit. And it's nothing but sex in the music and, right. and hip-hop. So they infuse everything sound like hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? I mean... I, uh, there's a couple of like I think they might dance to some ego shit, something like that. It's got some ass shaking uh, element to it. So, uh, where where are we now? We got like I said, we got Luke, we got Andre three, Thou, uh, yeah, Andre three, Andre three Thou, and then you had Jermaine Dupri, and then more like the 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 dance music man like all right so we'll just call it that then so we'll call it so my miami bass yeah, miami, miami bass miami bass huge for me man miami bass right and then when i got into high school i finally you got one spot you got one spot left right. i would go like that really impact my life at the time was no limit so yeah, master so which oh, okay then cool so right there you have it you got because <laughs> i'm telling you master p was yeah. like 
not only was he probably the most consistent label at the time, right? Every Tuesday had a new product coming out, right? Oh yeah. And he had the new CD case, it was plastic, right? <laughs> not the not the stuff that breaks, but it was like something you couldn't break. And then you would open up the book, man, and you would have so many different artists coming out. So it was like always got you like motivated to hear a new album, you know? Because he's got Ken and Abel coming out, Mystical's coming out, Mia X is coming out, you know? Yeah. Just non-stop music. Right, right. It just hits you like boom, 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 boom. So you were always like at, I don't know, Bar not Barnes & Noble, but what was like the big music stores back in the day? Sam Goody. Sam Goody. FYE, Circus City. Right, Circus City. Like we would go like on Tuesdays, like man, I gotta get that new No Limit, whatever, you know? It just got you going, man. Like I think he at the time had the best business plan going when I was when I was in high school. Hell yeah. You know for sure. All right, so so there you so, so there you have it. Jay Jay Philly got um we got Luke, we got um Andre three thousand, you got Miami based music Master P and who, Jermaine who, Dupree. Jermaine Jermaine Dupree. Now what ranking do you have for all of that? Well, if I'm going number one, it's it's always gonna be Outkast or Andre. Just because, I mean, even today, I think people are just waiting for an Andre feature or album or something, you know? So, I'm gonna rank him above all of them, but I'll go Andre, Master P, Jermaine, uh, Miami Bass, and then, what was the first one? Uh, uh Luke, yeah, Luke. Luke. All right, cool. Well, we're gonna move into pretty much our last, our last topic for the pilot episode. The current state of hip hop. You listen to radio? Yeah, I don't really listen to radio. Not either, at all. Man. The few times where I'm riding with my best friend, you know, he listens to the radio a lot, and I listen to it. I hear the same style of music. You know what I'm saying? Like I can have respect. I can have respect for like what's the the baby? He caught on to me. He's very catchy. Very catchy. He's funny. Catchy. He's very witty. You know, right. not like not like ludicrous. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he doesn't not playful or whatever, but. Uh, just still very funny with his bar. Like, his bars are very funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I feel like a lot of people discredited Ludacris because... And that's another one. He probably gets honorable mention in my top five. Because, of, yeah, I was hooked on back back for the first time. Uh, Licky lick to your head yeah. to your toes and then move, bitch, get out the way. That's, these are... So, like, word of mouth and... Yeah, word, word of mouth and back for the first time was high school. You know, that's how that was, right. that was my... Um, my high, my high school years and that could probably go into like because i think probably that time it was like the south was killing it yeah like south ti it was starting up to yeah ti was young wasn't really making noise ti didn't really make noise like Ludacris got on before ti yeah, did before that yeah right so i think probably Ludacris fits in with like the southern like movement man because at the time it was like everybody was gravitating towards the uh the south you had outcast started yeah. making his way Goodie Mob, then you had Luther coming out, T.I. Who else was popular back then, man? Scrappy, all those guys, man. It was, looking at today's, Nappy today's. Roots. Yeah. Nappy Roots, another underrated Southern. Group. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For sure. I, 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 I do remember you used to play that shit. And so did Kroom, because they came from North Carolina, so Kroom used to play them too. Right, so I would think the state of hip hop is How do you feel, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? I feel like it's carbon copy, man. Like, how do you feel about how do you feel about mumble rapping this? To me, anybody that can make a, a song and and is popular and there's a melody and people listen to it is a talent. So I can't knock the person for making the music. It's good marketing. It's good marketing. And it's, it's a marketing. talent, man. Because I, you it's can, like, you it's can like, tell me to go in a booth today and I can't mumble rap, you know? Yep. So I'm saying there's a lane for it 
and there's like a, a group of people that won't listen to it, right? Yeah, it's like how we talked about with the McDonald's thing. McDonald's doesn't make the best hamburger, but they're the most popular for the hamburger. For the hamburger. Marketing, man. It's marketing. Marketing for is sure. everything. So, like, mumble rap, I, I'm... I wouldn't dare put that above a Knife Wonder or a Just Blaze or, you know what I'm saying? Any of those. No. But they're, they're marketing. It works. It's catchy. And it's the sound of today. And that's what people want to hear. Me right. personally, I don't. I, I don't listen to that style. Of, I don't, uh, that, that style of music doesn't really get me. And for that matter, it takes some. I, I would say some of the folks that even we, like I said, if Big Boy came out with an album tomorrow. Would I would I play it on repeat? Probably not because I feel like that time uh, my time with him is past. Like we've grown up together. It's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there's a sense of like an expiration date with some of the people that you've uh, like you outgrow you outgrow them right. in a sense. We can enjoy. We can go back and listen to AT Aliens, Aquemini, and all that stuff. And it's like oh, and, and remember these uh, these good times. But the music, like I said, the music coming out today, I don't, I don't share that same affinity. You know what I'm saying right. for the, for the, for the music that I once did, and I think it's because I'm getting, because I'm getting older, and I, what do I look like, you know, doing a dance that a 16 year old um, is doing right. at 34? I'm, 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 I'm much, I'm much older. I'm, I'm like, I'm past that point. It's something I don't relate to, and the, the content, for one. I don't relate to the content, so I'm not able to like then hold on to something. Like for me, current state of hip hop, seeing like the likes of like these uh, what's these guys like Lil Pump, Lil Uzi Vert, um, like the baby, Lil Baby. You know, it's good. I mean, it's good for them. You know, what I'm saying that they're that they're out here doing what they do, and Migos, Migos being like right now the the the, the premier group in hip hop. Uh-huh. I respect. You know, what I'm saying I respect the hustle. I like. I like offset. I like offset's flow. I think takeoff is the, is um has the best um, delivery and flow out of that group. Quavo is probably like the mind of the group. I'll, I'll say that when it comes to when it comes to business of the group, I think Quavo is probably like the mind. You know, the mind for them. yeah. And just that the current state of hip hop does not. Uh, I, I'm not able. I don't, I'm not able to rock with it right. now. Like you said, a boogie with the hoodie, like you were telling me, like your um, like like nephew likes to listen to. <laughs> And, but I mean that's their that's their sound, man. That's what they like to hear. I just don't like the fact that we're calling people rappers that are singing on a record. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then again, they say like again, we'll go back to what what I was talking about on one of my old, you know, in the previous episodes on Two Cents with uh, with with, uh, with Deacon Balls about Migos and Bone Thugs and Harmony and saying how like you know we didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, I don't. Um, you know, because they were. But there's still substance behind Bone Thugs. Yeah, I still think that, I think, I still think Lazy, Crazy, Busy, probably all of them, really. I think they would, I think they could out, they can out rap, let me ask you this. Like, I can name two songs for Bone, like, first first of the month, Crossroad. Like, name me two Amigo songs that, like, fit that kind of narrative or kind of theme behind a song. Crossroads and first of the 15th, or first of the month. Fight night. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Maybe they got like the same, maybe cadence. Yeah. Maybe that's where they're going with because you can't understand them. I don't know if there's anything. I don't know. Yeah. That, you know, that's kind of like yeah. a weird, like a kind of lazy argument. They're, they're party rap. You know, I, I, like right. it's hard to, like I said, it's hard to compare them. All right. 
Let me ask you this. This is this one I'm going with. Like the one thing is, if anybody likes hip hop, that grew up in hip hop, and they know how much it meant to them, like, cause I think hip hop is like a kind of like a, a moment in your life, right? Yeah. So like, wherever you're at in your life, you kind of fit into whatever is going on hip hop wise, right? Right. And it's like a when you hear the old school rap, cause you grew up in that type of era, it gets you like a a feeling, like an emotion, brings you back to like earlier times, you know? Right. You reminisce, right? So what I'm saying is like, I think if you like hip hop, you shouldn't be in a position to criticize like newer hip hop, cause it evolves, right? So for me, now I'm in a different lane. So now when I'm going to work and I'm listening to the radio, I'm in traffic, right? I'm tired. I just fed my kids, you know, paid bills. I'm going to work and I hear a little pump song, right? So now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Right? <laughs> it's a different type of mentality. So I'm like, man, this shit is trash, right? Yeah. It's trash. But I probably would have listened to a little pump song when I was 20, going to the club. Because I'm drinking, I have no responsibility. I'm kind of like freestyling my life, right? So that would have probably fit my lifestyle back in the day, was like a little pump song. Yeah. Because I have no worries. So I feel like that's where it's kind of hard. You can't really criticize the new era of hip hop because you're not in that same era right now. So it's it's hard to like say, hey, this is trash cause, just because you're older. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Because I listen to, imagine like when we were back in the in the day when we were younger, man, there was like soldiers. Uh, because I got high. Because I got high. There Silk was, the shocker. Silk the shocker. Need I say more. Right. Like Silk the Shocker Tootsie oh, Roll Like that's a, oh, just a song That just makes you dance Oh it ain't my fault Right Did I do that <laughs> That's And we went from We got family matter To lack of responsibility right. And accountability With it ain't my fault Is the <laughs> It put It put No lyrics record. At all Yeah You know I what I'm saying Mystical says something I may not be nothing to you But I'm gonna shit on this Shake label Shake that ass yeah. Watch yourself yeah. Show me what you're working with Right That's not lyrical I like my woman fire like Kayan, chocolate and bow legged when I'm running up behind. <laughs> right. You but know, we all go we ahead. expect everybody to be like a Tupac, Jay Z. No, I just think people like to talk I think people like to give a reason to debate shit or try to discredit someone because even when we were coming up they used to try to discredit certain artists that are praised um for their works today. I mean maybe Maybe the folks that are in high school right now, they'll say, man, like we, you know, they didn't have good music like we did when we had Migo. <laughs> so right. But you just... can't tell me back in the day, if you were 20 and Amigos, Amigos came out, you would, you would bump it, man. I didn't. I was 20 something when they first, when I first heard him, like when I heard, first heard like. But you're Migos. a little older, like mature. Yeah. Like you had I heard Amigos and then that other group, what did they call them? Porter, Travis, are they called Travis Porter? Or, yeah. Whatever, yeah, the. Yeah, the ladies, you know you bad. Like I thought they were all the same people. I thought Fight Night was done by Travis Porter. Right. You know what I'm saying? I thought that I thought that was the very same group. And then you know, learning that the you know the difference of them, and then Future being out, all these groups sounding like Future. Now we have a particular sound that's out in there. I guess it's called trap. This trap is different from the trap that we had when we were in there for trap music, like you mentioned earlier. T.I. T.I. is trap music. Um, what else? Uh, I got T.I. being trap music. I had Young Jeezy being trap music. Gucci Man being trap man. That was pretty, and that's pretty much that lane that that was there. You know what I'm saying? And look at Gucci Man. Like Gucci compared to T.I. is not even close. I mean, well, you know. 
Dorsey said he was the first one to talk about trap. And right, it, but I, I look at T.I. being a hundred times more lyrical than Gucci. I don't. Hey, I don't recognize Gucci. Gucci's <laughs> a brilliant businessman, and yeah. I respect him for his hustle. He's catching. But rap wise, yo yo. Right. And at the time when Jay Z, not Jay Z, but T.I. was like up and coming, man. Yeah. He's making like hit after hit albums. Mm-hmm. He was like the Southern Jay Z. He kind of fit like the same. For sure. Right, you know. For sure, man. Might have seen me in the street, but shout you don't know me. Yeah. That's probably like my, that's that's probably my favorite T.I. joint. So, that and the one off of King called Bankhead. Bankhead. Bankhead and, um, right. and that is probably my favorite. So I would say, I would say what we do wrong is like an older generation. Yeah. Is that we automatically trash things when they come out, right? But we can't use like one little uh, example of hip hop mm-hmm. as like the whole. The yeah, whole, I uh, just I I'll tell you what. The whole climate. I don't yeah. like how the powers that be in charge of radio, in charge of. Because how how would you say how would you say Migos is is trash right and like that era of music is I trash. Just, I just when want... J Cole came around the same time. Yeah. And J Cole was like he's phenomenal. probably the, the next. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You know, artists. Yeah, my thing is. I think that there should be a balance and I don't feel like there's a balance in music right now. I feel like it's just music as a whole, not even just hip hop. I feel like we're putting hip hop in everything. What? Like I said, hip hop is infused in country music now. Where, Where have we come as musicians and music lovers that we have hip hop and country music? I'll tell you who ruined that whole thing is Nelly. Yeah, exactly. Trying to cross, you know, cross waters with Tim McGraw and yeah. Oh, no, but that was his, like, honestly, that was his biggest hit. Yeah. It's all in my head. Yeah, yeah. that was his biggest. That yeah. dude made him, he made so much money off that song. He, he was a minority order of the Bobcats. Yeah, and because of that song, well, not hot in here, not all the other stuff that like brought no, him up. No, what about the what? Where's Where's Nelly now? Right, but if he came out tomorrow no one will listen to him because it's gonna be trash right i told you everybody got an expiration date you gotta know you gotta know when to hold them not know when to fold them <laughs> yeah practically and if you don't this is what happens well, let me you. ask you with the the hip-hop hip-hop culture man is like when you hear rock and roll like other genres mm-hmm. of music it's like when an older group comes back out with like a, a new album they support it their fans do right and but like hip hop is like an older school artist. Hip hop is up. like hip hop is like high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you got only a certain amount of time to come back out. I mean, it, like I said, Dougie Fresh has been touring, doing the show for the last 30 years. I don't know any more Dougie Fresh songs besides the show. So if he got an hour set, he's performing the show eight times as far as I know <laughs> he comes out there and then he does it five minutes later after the song goes off he comes back with like you know because I don't they could do that you know what I'm saying like you literally can get together and have one big ass house party in a in like an amphitheater or something like that you get the likes of a you get the Dougie Fresh and Rick, like Slick Rick, you know, the Get Fresh crew. You get Salt and Pepper. You get Naughty by Nature. You can get hell one half of Criss Cross. You can get um, 
you know, all these folks that were that were out at the time that didn't really have that much of a catalog, and you have one major guy that has a decent catalog, and you can have a big ass house party, and everybody gets paid. You don't have to come out with new records. You know what I'm saying? I don't want. I don't want to hear a new. Um, I want to hear a new DMX album. No one does. But that's the thing. Everybody like, think they do, and then you hear this old ass man that's like damn near fifty, rapping in the booth. Right. And that's the Talking thing. About, I'm gonna like, kill you. <laughs> imagine, like to me, the Mount Rushmore is like Andre, right? I don't want to hear Master P. No, but come out with a new Andre album. 3000. Andre, if he see, came out with the thing a CD, is. People would buy just because they're fans. Because he's no, because he's different. That's the thing. He's he different. moved. He he did not stay in one lane, and that's what that was my issue with Big Boy. Now Big Boy, now his other group that he has, the white dude that he works with, I forget the name of. In the UK, they're probably killing because there's a level of respect, and they don't really, you know, what I'm saying they don't know that they haven't seen that like it's new to them. Like mm-hmm. Big Boy is like new to that that thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But because we're so used to him, we don't um. We don't, we don't respect it. Like hip hop has a hip hop is a fad over here. It's like you only get so much time, and you know, in, at the top, mm. and you have to know, you gotta know when to step out. You gotta know when to move, man. You gotta know when to get in the movies. You gotta know when to get in a TV show. And I feel like there was a few of them that left for TV. Well, I mean, the money was a lot bigger. TV and film, they, it, the money was a lot greater than what they had from a like from a hip hop standpoint. But it, it, it worked out for the will. So anyway, um, been quiet the entire, almost the entire show. But we definitely want to get get Grimo and figure out what you know his thoughts on the current state of hip hop. So if you don't mind, kind sir, please tell us how do you feel about the current state of hip hop? Uh, let's see. I would say it's a lot easier to rap now than it used to be. You can do a lot of mumbling and jumble. Uh, put some words together to sound right here. That was a shot. That was a shot at y'all, Mumble Rappers, man. Just so y'all know. Are you more than welcome to come on the show and debate about this if you do hear it? If you do hear it. Right. I would say at that was. point, growing up, we never, well, me personally, I heard Mumble Rappers. We never had Mumble Rappers. Bone Thugs. But Bone Thugs was a Mumble. Did you like, understand what they were saying? No, but. but that wasn't, that's a little different. It was different. They purposely made it so you couldn't understand what they were saying. Right. They wasn't really Mumble. Mumble, Mumble, right. Same I think Momo equates to like, like a, like a druggie man, like an addict type dude. You know, <laughs> like they just mumble like they're on syrup. Well, like, I'll tell you what, I look forward to having um, Deacon Balls to come on here and tell you his feelings about <laughs> this subject because he is adamant about Bone Thugs and Migos. Like there's no you know, the comparison, man. The Crossroads, like there's not one song that. Um, Migos has ever done that compared to Crossroads or First of the Month or anything, right? Yeah. What's the song that they had with uh, Biggie? They had a song with Tupac too, right? Yeah, run with us, run with us, yeah. run with us, pop, pop. Yeah, there's no no comparison at all. But let me let me ask you this: Why hip hop? Why is it so important to you? Why is hip hop important to me? Because like I'm uh, and I'll take this from Grandmaster Cat. Hip hop didn't invent anything but it reinvented everything and you can take a song for instance we went you know as we were watching earlier looking at kanye's work over the years man we go from listening to shaka khan's through the fire which was a great record 
standalone record on its own. Then for him to use that sample in the way that he did and get people to feel that that vibe again, you know, like that is what that's why hip hop is so um, important to me because it, it does create nostalgia and it can all, also create like a new sound and introduce a group, a generation of, of people who weren't even alive when the, the previous song was on and give them like somewhat of an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's some dummies that'd be like, oh, you know, Kanye, Kanye made that song. You know, no, Shaka Khan and her producers had that shit right. long, you know, long before then, but I think that's what that's that's really why hip hop is in, important to me. I'm gonna pass that back to you, Jay Phyllis. Mm. So for me, like I feel like hip hop is like the soundtrack to my life. So pretty much every every good time of my life equates to like a hip hop song. That's how I look at it. So to me, it's just vibes, man. Like if I play a certain song, I, I can go back to like a good time, and that's why I always reminisce and listen to older rap because it brings me back to a time when I was more at ease you know like just having a good time that's why i was saying like the analogy with me now present day listening to newer rap i'm in traffic going to a job i hate you know Mm -hmm. it's a different different vibe so i can't rock with the new era because it's a new era for for them not me i'm in the old school mindset because i had all my best memories when i was back in the day yep you know it seems that way at least at least until we're uh at least until we're in uh rolling in millions if we're Which, now, if I'm rolling in millions and I'm not in traffic, I'm not going to a job I hate, my boss getting on my nerves. I'll play Futures out. Right. I'm like, I'll listen to anything. Because I'm like, man, I'll, it's a good good time for me. Yeah. Well, the rapper. Well, yeah. Well, right. Right. And let me ask you this. Here's another question for both of you guys. Yeah. You guys grew up a little more in the technology era, right? So... Do you think technology ruined hip hop for the fact that now you can hide behind technology? So you get yeah. to record yourself at your house, right? You don't have to go on stage and get criticized. You don't have to go out on the block and try to rap in front of people. Now you can sit. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you this: how I feel about that. The that's a great that's a fucking great question about you know technology and hip hop. I feel like it doesn't allow these kids to to work as hard as those before on their craft and that we live in a very um sensitive critic uh sensitive to criticism society which will then hinder their ability to deal with adversity right which ultimately i mean affects the music well i think that shows in the music that it's not worked on as hard it's not to say that these 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 kids don't work as hard but like the fact that we have technology enables them to their music to reach the masses. Now, I'm sure the likes of a Jay Z, a DMX, a Fat Joe, all those guys, if they had social media, who knows how big they would have been? Like Timbo and Missy when they dropped Get Your Freak On. If they had Twitter and Instagram when that shit first came out, you forget about it, man. It was just so innovative. It was new. It was a different sound. Mm-hmm. And and I don't doubt that they'll come back out with something else. I just feel like it's just a different time frame because that trap music shit is what is where is where the kids are. That's where they that's what they want to hear from for right now. At least until they hear something different. They gotta we gotta bring a different sound. And it's just like yo man, I'm jamming. And when you have that, there'll be a carbon copy of that. Everybody's gonna do every every five to six years. There's a new sound. 
and then there's carbon copies. You know what I'm saying? We go to the factory. It's like the factory assembly line, excuse me, with with music. Migos come out. A lot of people sound like Migos. Future came out. A lot of people sound like Future. When T.I. started doing trap music and Jeezy started doing trap music, all these artists I fell behind them, you know, but no stand, but no standalone. And that's where, and that's what I loved about Kanye because Kanye came and brought a sound that nobody really was using when he first stepped into the game. So that's why he was able to stand out. And the music was good, you know, it's good, you know, it was, it was, it was carefully mixed, edited, in, in formatted for, uh, con, you know, consumer consumption. Mm -hmm. And who knows, who knows where. You know, who knows where music is going to go in 10 years, man? Who right. knows where music is going to go in 10 months for that matter? But see, I think that that's touching on the technology part, because with Kanye, he had to, like, show and prove how much of a talent he was. Like, like before he got to his first album, yeah. that dude would wear a backpack and go into people's studios and try to rap for people and be like, oh, no, you're just a producer, you know? Yep. Like, stay in your lane. If he had... Like SoundCloud and all that stuff back in the day, right? He would have been. Well, pictures before. Yeah, he would have been way more like out in the open before he was like. But what I'm saying is like that allowed him to make a better album, you know? Because he had to go and try to rap in front of Jay Z and you know. Now what I'm saying is the validation part with technology yeah. is I can make a trash song. There's no gatekeeper. There's no gatekeeper, right? No gatekeeper. So I can make a trash ass song and just put it on the internet. Five or six weird ass kids, I like it. So I'm validated now, right? I'm, I'm a hip hop. Hey, right? listen, man. Music is in the eye of the listener. It is, but don't you think the validation, not the validation, but I, the I gatekeeper the thing people, is like needed to make yeah, good music. Those those who have came on before, passing the torch and all that shit, that's where they, yeah, there needs to be. There are no rules like that in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like again, there the rules and regulations. It used to be in place but there's no more rules and like checking folks and like whether or not you know they were worthy enough to do that like growing up they used to if you couldn't get to the tunnel you really wasn't shit you know what i'm saying or i don't know the mecca and i look at outcast outcast had to get booed on in new york yeah you know and they want hip-hop whatever i'm tired <laughs> i'm tired of folk talking about you know it's like yeah it's like you got a demo take don't nobody want to listen to it, but the south got something to say that's all i got to say about that <laughs> right and since then but that's, it's been like that because no one validated them no one was like man they felt they needed the validation they needed by it. new york right and, and they, had to go they out didn't there and because it. now new york wants atlanta's validation which is annoying yo for real you new york artists get back to making your sound yo Get back to making your sound. I think the best time in hip hop was like when it was more uh nineties. It was nineties. Nineties. Ninety three. Well you had distinctive sounds. Ninety three through right? ninety three through ninety six. So you had the West Coast, South. Ninety three through ninety six. Texas. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Wu Tang, Death Row, Bad Boy. And then everybody that was on Loud Records, Onyx, mm -hmm. Mob Deep, like their everyone was distinctive. Right. With their distinctive. sound. Yeah, I think what ruined New York hip hop was I hate to say it. Diddy. They were, they were. Diddy. Diddy. No, I always say Diddy because Diddy had his own flair. But I always say like uh, Dipset ruined New York rap because they got really southern, man. Because they started following the Little Wayne trend, you know. Mm -hmm. Once that started going, like I think New York hip hop just suffered, man. Because even when Fifty Cent came out, he was still some kind of something different, but he was more. It's more New York. It's gritty. It was gritty. Gritty and, and that's grimy. why people liked it, you know, because it's like, That's man, why people like Mom Deep. 
Right. And we'll get to that. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get to some, like, some more Mob Deep a little bit later. But that's, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this this concludes the first episode of Jay and Rome Presents the hell do we call ourselves? Hip Hop Veteran shit. Yeah, we'll do that. Let me back that up. I'm going to do that one more again. The Jay, Jay and Rome Presents Hip Hop Veterans. Um, this is the first, you know, the first episode. We really hope you guys enjoyed it. Contact information. Um, Jay, go ahead and um, hit him up with your, your IG. Oh, yeah, it's on Instagram. Jayfield8080, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And then you can follow you can follow myself, Romy Mac, on on Instagram at the official Romy Mac page, as well as Two Cents the Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow the Two Cents Podcast Central page on Facebook. And Twitter is Two Cents DA Podcast. Two Cents the Podcast. You can follow you can follow up there. And if you, like honestly, whenever this video posts, if you want to post any questions, any topics, like suggestions for up and coming episodes, feel free to do so. Shoot us, you know, what I'm saying DMs or whatever through social media of, of ideas that you might even have for the show. If you're an artist too, definitely give us a shout so you can come on here. Let this platform be yours, and who knows what you know what can happen with that. But you know, we definitely welcome all comers that would love to be on the show. Um, that's pretty much all I got right now. Um, yeah, Jay, you got anything you want to leave with the folks? Uh, not, I mean, yeah, you touched on, on everything, man. Like, the, the whole premise of the show is just to keep the culture going, man. Because we're all a part of it. We all grew up in it. Like, like I said before, it's a soundtrack pretty much to our life, man. So we all have our different, you know, artists and, and songs and stuff like that. It's basically just a platform to keep it going, man. Like right. we, we like the underground, we like the new school, we like the old school. If it's if it's good, we're rocking with it, man. And this is where we're gonna come together and you know actually present new artists to people. And we want new artists to come on, DM us. It's basically just like I said, man. Like everyone in this room came together through hip hop. So yep. that, that's where we're going, man. And, and it's a good topic and it's something that we're all passionate about. So yeah, I appreciate your time, man. Of course, of course. Episode. My Hopefully big bro, rock with it. my big Share. bro right here. Yeah. So, you know, this is Jay and Rome. We out. Peace. Peace. And it's like that. And you don't stop. Welcome back to Two Cents, where we talk about any and everything and give our two cents. I am your host with the most, Romy Mac. With me today is just the Deacon, you know? Deacon Balls is here. And we gonna do this thing. And I wanna talk a little bit about the week. Week's been, it's all right. You know, it's a little bit better than, I feel like it's better than last week, where I, at least where I am with like my mental health and all that stuff. But you know, every little bit helped. Today, went to, went to the psychiatrist. And for those who have never been to a psychiatrist, it don't mean, you know, it doesn't mean you're crazy or anything like that. It's just people that can sit there and evaluate some of the stuff you've been through and maybe kind of pinpoint as to how you got to where you are right now. And it was pretty cool. She asked some questions. She asked, uh, you know, questions about background family background she asked about you know uh, how you're feeling what do you think that comes from and just like you see like in the movies uh, really like martin and bad boys too when she was at you know asking them questions sitting at therapy and but for those who have seen the movie y'all know how that fun that how funny that scene is you know you're like a fucking gnat at a barbecue that that thing but it was yeah it was cool it was cool though um i did it with the you know i did it with the va and yeah so I got some things uh, in line that I'm going to be working on with that and, you know, we'll get it going. But for now, 
we're going to get into <laughs> the NFL. So let me get the Deacon on the line. So Deacon Balls, man, as always, welcome back, bruh. You know, say what's up to your people. Tell them folk what up, you dig? What up, even those who don't like you so much. Ah, that's two. You talking about, you got two, you get two reviews and you ready to, and you ready to be the villain. Embrace that shit, man. Hey, that's what it is. So it's good to be the villain. That means you get respected for being who Everybody you are. Everybody like Ric Flair now. They like Ric Flair now, but they didn't like him before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you let him you know. You run, break my road. run your promo, then, man. Run your promo. So last night, Steelers, Browns, and typical rivalry game, as far as we know. I was watching like the first part, and then somehow got uh, I don't know, got got off got off course, but and then the games ended up finishing, and then I end up to going online, and I see. Miles Garrett, they said Miles Garrett assaulted uh, Mason Rudolph, the quarterback of the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, yeah. so first, first off, first off, this violence. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, yeah he he lost his cool, which has happened before, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody swing a helmet at somebody's head. That that's something that's new. But violence on the field occurs all the time. There's always being fights broken up. And, and all that, you know. Yeah, go go ahead, Deke. Yeah, Deke, you got something heavy on the heart. Go ahead. Speak on it. Sorry, man. You know what's crazy? They hurt each other for a fucking living. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got grown men running the other grown man with a helmet on, with like contact, like like uh helmet to helmet contact at one point, and they just changed that. And now and now this guy like swings the helmet. I'm like, it's what they do, man. That's the reason you watch it. Let's not, I want to be, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. People, when you check the tapes, you realize that Mason, Re Mason Rudolph started this shit. Or Randolph, yeah. Rudolph, whatever the fuck it is. He start. he started, he started this, if I'm not mistaken. He lost his cool too, but we'll see what happens to him. I mean, they'll probably suspend, and maybe suspend him, what, two games, if that? Or maybe find him. I think that's probably the likely case. He's going to get fined. But definitely Miles Garrett for losing his cool and striking somebody with a helmet. He definitely, I think he should, he should have been suspended. I've seen that kind of stuff when, like, before. I'm not even locked in football games in high school. People throw the helmet at another teammate. Yeah, but I want you to think in recent recent memory, in the NFL, have you seen somebody toss a helmet at somebody like that, like swing, use the helmet as a weapon. I, I, I don't, I don't recall doing so. He lost his cool, and you know, Miles Garrett, he's a big boy, man. He's like, shit, what is Miles Garrett like six, five, six, something like that? He's about he, he pushing about a good solid three. He, he almost at three hundred, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he's the guys that, that damn beat each other. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I wanted to, what I wanted to get into about this story is the fact that <laughs> so we're okay with men hitting women and getting them some because greg hardy who is who beat the shit out of that white girl in north carolina greg hardy used to play for the carolina panthers for those who don't know and now he is a mma fighter i believe yeah i think he fights for ufc if i'm not mistaken he's then he kicking ass he's he kicking ass the same way he kicked that girl's ass and uh, oh okay all right but yeah, definitely he has he definitely has anger problems. He definitely has anger problems. But the NFL only gave him 
10 games, 10 games, and he beat the, I promise you, for those who are listening, please go and Google Greg Hardy, domestic violence victim, and you will see her face and how he pummeled the shit out of her, okay? And the NFL gave him 10 games. This man hit another player out of rage on the field, and he gets suspended indefinitely. Now, all I'm saying is that I'm not saying it's right to hit women. I'm not saying it's right to swing the helmet. I think the penalties should be the same, though. It's not going to be the same. You know why? Because they, because they, they break party during that time. I think the Carolina fans what? At a, at a good point and good stated, they gotta make for that money, man. I just think that shit bogue, bro. That shit, that shit is just straight bogue to me. Truly bogue about it. But, I mean, what do you expect? This is the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, we got Colin Capertan coming to, well, he's, he arrived in Atlanta already and he's supposed to have this workout and they're going to see about matching with some teams to see like if they can use him as a fit which we know that they can't yeah we know that they can use colin kaepernick as a as as a backup as a starter for that matter for a lot of teams especially chicago i mean chicago finally got a win after having the last chicago about to get cam newton so would they might get cam newton the bucks might get cam newton i know the bucks need a quarterback because Jameis Winston, I think is I think they're about they're about done. I think they're about done with Jameis Winston. And I went to go yeah. see. I went to that go see. Though, that was so about two interceptions a game at least. That's on a good day. Indeed, but he'll get some crab legs though out of Publix. You best believe that he'll get them crab legs for free. Walk up out of 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 Publix with with free crab legs. Y'all gotta Google that story too. Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston, crab leg. You got you got to see that this man is he's he's above the law and above Publix because he doesn't pay for crab leg. That's on a whole different level, man. The whole thing you saying about the hands Yeah, I mean, put I mean, does the NFL, what does the NFL care about? Is it about money? Did they feel like they had to do something? Cause homie started. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know what's going to happen to Mason to Mason Rudolph or. Randolph, or I don't know what is this fucking. Look? I think it's Rudolph. Let's figure out what happens to the reindeer. What the fuck are they going to do? How, how are they going to handle reindeer? They ain't gonna handle. He started the fight. It escalated a little further than it should, and they just let it roll like this. All right. Well, then you know what? Fuck it. That was that. That's I mean, how. Look at how much time. Like I was, when, it, when you when I saw it, I was like, that don't make sense. Yo. I knew it didn't make sense. But people gonna blow this shit out of proportion because that's what they want to do. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. We pretend to care, and then we're gonna make memes out of it. <laughs> What's I'm saying? Definitely that don't even make sense to go that far for. I've seen way worse, man. Not one of them motherfuckers. I'll tell you what, though. I, I'm reading. I'm reading. Here, I'm reading here right now about OJ. OJ says he ponders why outrage on fights only happen in NFL and NBA, but not. NHL and MLB. We know why that happens. We know why that happens. We can answer that real quick. Predominantly, um, there's predominantly black players in both of those leagues that are outlawed and fighting because we are viewed as animals. We are viewed as animals. That's the cops view us as animals. That's why they feel the need. Like this, they they're they're okay with the fact they're shooting us down. Yeah, they're, they'll shoot us. You know, they shoot us down because we're like animals to them. They have more respect. You know what's funny? They got more respect for dogs than they do for us. But that's a whole nother story. Because we can you shoot a dog, it's an outrage. You fight a dog, it's an outrage, and you're never forgiven. But if you shoot a nigga, I don't know what happened, bro. 
I don't know what happened, but I digress, man. Getting back on the whole thing of football, though, but for sure, and it's like this with sports. Yeah, I actually have to agree with OJ, but I think he need to sit his ass down voicing his opinion about shit. But NBA, <laughs> the NBA and the NFL, yeah, they do get crucified for any type of violence that happens. Meanwhile, in the NHL, MLB, dugouts clear, people run together, they punching that air and missing and shit. Yeah. And then the whole team get in a fight. You know, if they have somewhere else, they're like, oh my god, no. Yeah, exactly. I just think that's so funny. That's so funny that it goes out that way. But well, it's just so bad. It's so violent. They had to make an example out of this black brother uh, for the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, young, young, young guy too. I think Miles Garrett. He might be all of 24, 25 or something like that. He made a mistake. It might cost him. He's still a great asset to a team. So, I mean, if you got to suspend him, and I don't know if the Cleveland Browns want to get rid of him, but he's definitely, he's a monster. He's a big dude, came out of Texas A&M, and he just made him, he made a mistake. And he can learn from this mistake, and I don't think people need to be putting this shit on him. He fucked, he fucked up. He lost his cool, and he acted on, on impulse is what happened. Now, he hit uh, the, the color of the person he hit. Just so happens to be, I think he's white. I don't know, but he got he got that Hawaiian tan or or California tan or some shit. I don't know. He might be, you know, he might he, be, he might be a tanny. A tanny. But we, that's, you see how we feel about that, man. We already know what it is when it comes to the the NFL and how they run business. But just wanted to touch on touch on that. Getting into something else that happened in 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 the world. Well, not in the world. In in California, really. I think it was San Santa Clarita or one of them one of them Santa cities over there. In, in California, there was a school shooting, another school shooting. This is a 15-year-old, from what I understand. A two, uh, I think it was two kids involved. Was, he had a semi-automatic handgun, and he fired, I think six were wounded, and then two died. This guy, this kid here. And there were, they, they spoke with his girlfriend and his mom or something like that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, like, the meaning behind it. But I want to touch on the quote that they they use that they use from like the school. They said, "We are one of those schools now." What the fuck you mean you one of those schools now? You've always been, you've always been in that school. You're a school, and one it affects us, affects one, it affects us all. That's that's how it should be. What you thought you were different? I don't think so, man. Like be like behaviors and access to to weapons is you know is gonna be a dangerous combination, and it, and I'm sure that there's going to be a call for guns as as mike has said before if we go through this pattern where we got every so often at least in in the last 10 years we have these school shootings that come around um every you know every so often and it's just not, i don't know why i don't know why they happen and it's a it's an unfortunate situation but they do happen in our society there there is there there is shoot shooting going on and i think that um uh, I think that it sucks. There's no other, no other, other. And there's nothing really that could be, that can be said. It's just that it sucks, man. But, but Deacon, man. I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you make of like that statement? You know, we oh, are. That statement. Yeah. From what I know, there's a lot of rich people that live in that area, live in that life. Yes, I think I like a. Is it a? It's like a public school, but for the most part, I know it's a lot of. Cause I heard. Um, I was watching a TV yesterday and I heard, uh, I don't know if it was a comedian or someone that they got like, uh, they got a house in the area. And it's like, I know it's like a, a rich person, but I'm just like, it's a school, man. So it, it makes me think, 
snobby attitude or something toward other schools when it happened it is. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that whole one of those school things seems hella snobbish. Like, it's always something like that until it happens to you. Yep. That's how America works. And, and that shows that they kind of, I don't know if they had sympathy when it happened to other schools. Yep. You don't say nothing like that with one of those schools now. Everybody. I all the time of how students are saying stuff like that. Like, about, like, they gonna do something to the school or somebody at the yeah. school or whatever. I, I, the way I the way I see it, man, is like when that shit happened in Walmart, I was like, oh shit, that could happen here, instantly. I ain't even yeah. think like, oh, not my Walmart. No, we don't have we don't have shit like that in my Walmart. No, that shit can happen at any Walmart. Copycats, man. I think of, I think about that shit. Hell, we just had a I had some alert come on my phone today talking about they have a, a coral. Yeah, it was a, a one of the schools out here is on lockdown for a cold red. And for those who don't know, cold red is normally when they have an active shooter at, at the school that's what they run they run a drill called cold red and they, and they plan for that which has got to be the most traumatic thing for our kids to have to endure the fact that you have to plan for an active shooter in today's society i don't remember doing that shit, man we might have had we might have had bomb threat i mean, we might even had a bomb threat drill but never this shit. i couldn't even imagine like again I, that's not to play with because the person that could do it is sitting right next to me in the class that's the wild they shit. gotta worry about that in the classroom that's it wow yo there's enough distractions with social media having a cell phone now i gotta worry about if this person next to me is gonna try to take me out and himself because he's upset with the world it's a, it's tough it's tough for the kids it's cup it's tough for the kids today man and i don't wish that i tell you i don't wish that on anybody i don't i don't wish that on anybody i, I ask god to protect our babies and everyone else's child but specifically our baby because they're ours you know i i i, I i'm thankful i'm thankful that you know i haven't received any any news like such about anyone in my family you know what i'm saying Yeah, we live living in ba living in Babylon. And I don't think it's, it's stopping guns or none of that. I think it's that like I know everybody's not gonna be able to cope with life, but you gotta prepare your kids for the real life. Yep, you gotta prepare your kids. You gotta talk to your kids. You gotta ensure to yeah, you gotta ensure to have love in them. I don't care what type of love you give your kids, but be sure to love them. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not gonna say I got all the love that i felt that i needed growing up but i had enough to know that i'm not going to school doing no dumb shit like this you know you know what i'm saying like again so jay anthony brown that comedian and latham's presents he talked about that how you you know they talked about the the guys what the columbine they were in there making a fucking pipe bomb or whatever it's like how the fuck you ain't know they was making a pop pipe bomb in your house like like you couldn't like you couldn't you said you couldn't lock the door you said you couldn't lock the door in my mama's house or close the door you know so like how are you able to you know to do these things but i mean there are some that do get caught up in their work schedules and just life or their social media and then they just let their you know you let your kids like do what you know do what they do no i mean i'm I live in a glass house, man. Everything, everything with me and my my family ain't all you know ain't all together either. You know, we got got our share of issues, man. But I'm just thankful that of, uh, until this point we haven't we haven't dealt with anything like such. I'm like we had hella problems. I mean, we had 
one of those. These motherfuckers, when we were growing up, they do it so much now. And that's insane. That, like, what's the difference between then and now? Like, we had violent movies when we were growing up. You can't say that. We had violent games. I didn't try to go out in Mortal Kombat and rip somebody's head off or some shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, how? Freedom. I think it's a level of freedom. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to say. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it's the level of freedom that's, that's given, man. A lot of there's a lot more freedoms. They want to they want to attribute it to millennials. You know what I'm saying? Let millennials do act like you know the the world the world is their canvas and they can just do whatever you know they they want to do. But is but that comes to parenting though. The only reason they feel that way is because they were allowed to feel that way. You know what I'm saying? That's really what that is. Uh, all all of us, man. It's not to say that the 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 people the kids before them didn't have like similar luxuries but they have more at their disposal as an in information like if you wanted to do anything if you wanted to know how to start a business it's at your fingertips it's on the internet if you want to know how to rob a bank it's at your fingertips it's on here if you want to know how to cook crack any of these things anything you want to do you can google it and i mean we had the internet but it wasn't at our fingertips we had fucking desktops and but aol you got mail and uh, you know, shit like you know, shit like that. But I think we also had fear of our parents. Well, that too. Yeah, def definitely fear. Fear, and, that, and that's a big thing of like we we actually had fear of what our parents would do to us. We did some shit like that. These kids don't have fear of their parents. A lot of them think they're entitled to all this stuff. Oh like yeah. Both oh them. yeah. Definitely entitled. And the reason I, that I go to college and I hear some of these kids talk, and I'm just like, are you fucking serious? It's like, mom wouldn't fucking go get my freaking ice cream. I'm like, okay, just like we've had a topic for you guys don't, that haven't, um, did last week where we're like, should your kids stay in your house and, you know what I'm saying, while in college or whatever. Yeah. Feel that their parents are supposed to wash their clothes and everything else for them. I just feel like it, it's definitely go, it comes down to parenting, man, and uh, availability, access. Yeah, I think that's the best word, access. I think it's, it comes down to parenting, it comes down to access, and yeah, parenting and access. That's the best. That's probably the best way to describe these situations that keep happening, man, uh, and and just how they how they're being, how they feel, how a person feels. And again, that sense of entitlement, too. The sense of entitlement, parenting. And access, but the sense of entitlement goes into parenting. So yeah, parenting and access is the issue. Uh, I feel like is the issue for this. But condolences to the families that lost those two two students. It's unfortunate that you even got to worry about this shit, man. Bad enough you got a test that you're not even sure you're gonna pass. You got to worry about this nigga gonna pull a fucking gun out on you. That shit. That shit bullshit. Oh, and and or like if you you know what I'm saying your loved one is a teacher or some shit like that man what like what kind of shit is that you gotta be concerned I couldn't imagine being like I you know you look on TV after they have those shootings and you see people walking in the single file line uh, out of the school and you got and you got parents standing there waiting to see if their kid is coming out and then it's that is those two parents are, are 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 hurt are crushed right now because the last time. They told the, the last chance they had to tell their kid goodbye was that morning. You know what I'm saying? That's some that's some shit that no 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 parent should ever have to go through. No person who loves somebody should have to go through. I don't wish death on nobody, man. No. I'm at this point, man. Why I think they just need instead of some of these police going around and uh, hacking up people, they need to just be at these schools. That's for sure. That's how my school was, and it was yeah, we weird. yeah we did. We had Officer Officer Weaver. Officer Weaver. Shout out to Officer we Weaver. We had multiple police officers yeah. in my middle school. Uh huh. And my high school. Multiple. It was always at least 
two to three police officers at that school. Yeah, Officer Weaver. Yeah. Officer Weaver was uh was was ours, man. He was a good good brother. Man. Yeah. No, we had three. We had we had three man. We had Officer Weaver. We had I forgot the other Officer Black. That was her name. Yeah, white white woman, thick white woman too. Country thick. Shout out to Officer Black. Believe that. Or she had black features besides her ass though. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, she just thick everywhere except the ass. But that's what I do remember as a high school kid and middle school kid when she would come to come to the school and talk about the Dare program when we promised not to smoke and do, and do al alcohol. And I have broken the I have broken the the dare promise um, a few times in life, but nevertheless, stay stay in school. That stay in school, like the <laughs> like the dare slogan says. Yeah, but anyway, man, we gonna move away from a somber somber topic and get into something uh, a little more upbeat. Disney Plus released this week, man, and Disney Plus, you know, Disney running the game, man. They got they're the Vince McMahon of. of they had a they had a Vince McMahon of everything else besides wrestling because them motherfuckers got it all. They got Marvel on there. They got the Di all Disney shit. They got Star Wars. They got National Geographic. I didn't even realize that. That well, I don't know. I don't know because they that's what I'm saying because they own shit because Disney isn't uh, ABC under Disney or owned by Disney. Cause you can get mixed ish, cause right? If you should, if it's owned by ABC, you should be able to watch like Grownish, Modern Family, The Goldbergs, whatever else show. Like, what's the? I don't know. Not the ten. It's not called. Ten. I don't watch. I don't watch Grownish. You don't watch no drama series. Man, we listen to. We watch the NFL. That's a drama series. Yeah, but I think that'd be good. I watch but I guess you can pay whatever monthly, or you could do like a one-time payment. Uh, well, one year, a yearly payment of like fifty-five or sixty, which I probably do because I fuck with Disney like that, man. I'm a big, big Disney fan, you know, and I'm down for one, for one time, like one, one time payment. Just for like my, my kids. Oh, don't act like, oh, don't act like you don't watch the Lion King, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. Don't do that. Don't act like you don't watch the Lion King, Aladdin, Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Yeah, you watch Darkwing Duck? Was it Gargoyles? No, I watch Gargoyles. That show's lit. Yeah, we had we we worked with some gar. We was in the military with some gargoyles, right? Shit. Shout out to my gargoyles out there. Yeah, what's up? What's up, though? <laughs> yeah, man, gar gar. Motherfucker. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah, what is it? Dark Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, Tailspin. What's the what's that motherfucker that um yeah, Ashton yeah, Ashton was calling one of the girls we worked with called her fucking Flatfoot McQuack. That's right, stupid ass. Flatfoot, you mean Wabigail? Not even Wabigail. I'll try to look up I try to Google Wabigail. That ain't the real name. I don't know what the fucking real name is for Wabigail. Godlin. Oh, that's what it is. Darkwing Duck's daughter is yeah, but what about uh, what's the his homie Launchpad Launchpad McQuack? That's his name. Yeah, but tail yeah tailspin with the fucking oh yeah. Yo, that intro back then was fire. Yep, you had to <laughs> Go fucking Goof Troop. I want that that Goof Troop was number one on BET Rap City shit. <laughs> but Goof Yo, Troop. You know, there's, a, um, there's an anime out now called what's it called? Something on Netflix. Oh, what we uh, doing? 
That's what we talk. That's what we gonna talk about right now. We're gonna talk about the best fucking intros, man. Like for you, best intro. I don't care if it's a a fucking a regular like a like a comedy series back in the day, but like the eighties eighties ran the eighties and nineties ran on TV intros. You had to have like that number one stunner for for intros. What was it? Shit, 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 shit. shit. Yeah, the Boondocks. The Boondock shit is probably one of the rawest intros. Ever. I believe that's Pete Rock, right? Moondock shit go hard. Ain't that, Poo- ain't that Pete Rock, though? Nah, there's some other dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that does the, the that raps on the track. No, that's somebody else. Oh, I, I thought that was Pete Rock. That shit, that, yeah, the, the Boondock shit was uh, was raw. Family Matters, of course. With that raspy-ass voice. Oh. Same for Full same for full House, the same thing. Whatever happened to Victability? That fucking raspy shit. And... <laughs> Yeah, he had, I want him. He should come out with an album. He should come out the knee. The, the motherfucker that made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, But I, I think, um, I think my man that sung those, uh, those theme songs for like ABC, he should come out with an album, like a mixtape called Friday Night. That's what the fuck that was. Step by step, Family Matters, Full House. And we just listen to his raspy voice each time. Days go by. Is the bigger love of the family. But somebody actually get the real dude to do a, a track. Get an album out with him. That's what I'm saying. For him to do a fucking album. I want I give me an EP called Friday Night in the 90s. And you can have Blockbuster on the cover. You can have Pizza Hut. You can have what's the shit? Who used to have the um the large pizza shit? The the Shit, what is it? Was it Little Caesars or Pizza Hut that had the Bigfoot? I think it was uh, Pizza Hut, right? Oh, okay. Man, maybe, yeah. Yeah, Little Caesars used to have Bigfoot. Yeah, they used to have Bigfoot. That jo- yeah, that. So, you put that on the cover. What else you do in the 90s? Super Nintendo. Yeah, hell yeah, but Disney Plus, I, I I think that I think that's the one that's probably going to um, thrive the most in this in this battle for streaming. I mean, Netflix is holding on, but I need to see. I, I need to compare pricing, honestly, because Netflix is charging fifteen dollars now. I remember when Netflix was charging five dollars for the streaming shit, but now they're getting too they they're getting too good. They know the market, so they can they can charge more. It's a business. I respect the business, but damn it, if y'all didn't charge more, I was cool when y'all had. Netflix for only six dollars for the streaming, and then I think it was like seven or eight when you used to get the DVD sent to the house and the blue, and then it got cute and talking about putting Blu-rays for two dollars more. Now, now, yeah, I want. When is the NFL gonna get involved or the NBA? They should have like a. Maybe they should have like is that or is that like the league pass? But maybe they should have something with like sports content. I think that'd be dope. Yeah, if y'all listening out there, I want an NFL streaming streaming thing. I would like that, an NBA streaming thing. I'm sure you can do a lot with baseball. Hell, baseball been played forever. They might even have they might even have old videos of Jackie Robinson being called nigga at the plate, some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like the fuck they just called they just called Jackie Robinson a nigga. He hit a home run. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They have 
uh, what Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas kissing each other at fucking half court, and these these are not jokes. That's for real. You can look that shit up. Magic and Isaiah Thomas used to kiss when they or, or as soon as they got a half court and played each other. Like, but but whatever. I don't I don't know what that's about. I don't know you kissing no no grown ass man. You you too tall to be kissing. You're too tall to be kissing him. That's what I. That's how I feel as a straight as a straight man. That's why he's like that. Hey, yeah, I yeah. That is fucked up for you to say, man. How dare you? How dare you bash him? How dare I make it? Yeah, that fucking villain again. That fucking villain again. Listen, now this is no there's no gay bashing done on on this show. This is all in fun. Understand that uh, for for those who are listening. But uh, what's his fun name now? EJ. EJ, EJ, EJ got his shit. I don't, I don't really know what's up with all the, the like the dresses and shit. I don't know if you transitioning or what have you. But hey, you know, you do what you do. And yeah, that's that's it. That's it on that one. So Ebony's not here with us, but you know, you know, we riding for you always, sis. And we're gonna shoot straight to. Oh, Kar- you're gonna be mad after show. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna shoot Karoon Bay's joints and games. Uh, Deacon Balls, handle your business, man. What you what you got, yo? Star Wars is coming out, right? That Rogue, is it Rogue One or some shit? Yeah, um, I'm talking about the game. Yeah, the game's already out. Oh, it is out. Okay. I just got updated when I was playing Apex, and they said the game was already out. So cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, so we shoot. We're straight into the first topic, man. All right. So I'm sure ladies are gonna be listening.